Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel, and I am the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two, but I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. Hey, Hannah. I'm so glad that you could <laughs> join us on our podcast. Thank you so much for having me, PDK. <laughs> PDK. Well, we kind of basically keep, kept in touch over social media. I, I, love I know, your, right? I love what you're doing, you know, how you've been spreading positivity, you know, and uh, how you've curated your contents to really help people out there, encourage people out there. So on behalf of all the social media followers... Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> You're the sweetest. Oh. Yeah, but today uh, I would really like to get into a conversation with you. And I think this is something that uh, you have been uh, inspiring others to do. And really it's about helping others to know their worth. The first question I'd like to ask you today is that, do you think there's anything wrong with becoming famous or, or chasing fame? I believe that there is a need in every human being to be accepted, to be loved, to be validated to have the esteem of others. It is a very important part of a human being that keeps us alive. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we exist uh, to be in a community. We exist for relationships and we exist for love. God is love. He built us in his own image and likeness. Therefore, we seek love. We crave love. And that therein lies that desire to be loved, to want to give love, to, 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 to be loved. So if we understand that concept in wanting and seeking love, seeking acceptance. Fame, fame is, 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 is admiration, right? If you think about yeah. it. It's, it's, it's people loving you and you know, wanting more of you, can't get enough of you, <laughs> that kind of thing. And, and it makes us feel good because it makes us feel loved. So maybe if we break it down, we understand why not everybody wants fame because I suppose the people that want fame are the people that don't have fame yet because once you have a certain degree of fame, you really don't want fame because there is a, um, a compromise to everything. When you have fame, there's a price to pay for everything, you know, your privacy, mm -hmm. your, you're under scrutiny. If, if, if you are in the eye of the public, can you imagine in a small circle of friends, you're being scrutinized and judged? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, in being evaluated in many yeah. ways. You, you magnify that so many times more in a, diff, in, a, in a bigger scale for those people who are famous. Mm -hmm. And the more people are scrutinizing them, more people are you know, judging them. Uh, so when people go down that road, I mean, it's natural for human beings to chase love and admiration and we go down that hole sometimes we don't realize what we're getting ourselves into yeah. and i think jesus was a very famous person he's mm -hmm. one of the most famous people on that walked this, this earth but didn't exist to he didn't exist or live each day to be famous but he was famous because of something he did uh, people he was famous for different to different people for different things the difference between people that 
want to be famous for the sake of being famous and people who are famous because they just stumbled upon it, it, it is, is very different because the longevity of a famous person is a, is a telltale sign <laughs> of the person's intentions. If our intentions are not right with something, nothing is going to last. Yeah. doesn't matter whether it's fame, whether it's money, whether we're chasing a career, uh, relationships. Of our intentions and our motives, are, our heart is not in the right place. Shelf life is very short. Okay. And if you look at famous people that stay famous, sometimes you see, you, you ask yourself, wow, that person is so famous. He or she has so much money, and yet he or she lives such a simple life. You know, if I had all the money, you know, I would be doing this, 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 and that. Yeah. That's why you don't have the money. <laughs> right? I, I like how you, you, you talk about there's a sense of responsibility towards fame, you know, and how you brought about uh, Jesus and through your faith and him being an example, you know, that he wasn't chasing for fame, but it was because mm -hmm. of what he has done. And uh, But I think, yeah, the people who are really out there just chasing fame because that's what they want. They just want to be known. They just want to be loved a certain way. Uh, yeah, I agree what you say. The shelf life is really, really short. But in your experience, how about your own personal experience? Maybe you could share a story of uh, maybe yourself or someone you have met before who, you know, kind of like had to pay the price of fame, you know, that kind of thing, if you know what I mean. In the industry... Uh, for some time, it's been about two decades, mm -hmm. I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of different people, an array of personalities, an array of characters. And I sometimes wonder, you know, how, how, how do certain people, certain famous people stay famous? But so, so in, in, in our modern um, definition of fame, you know, people know you. It means what? When you're famous, what does that mean? People know you, people recognize you, people want to be with you, like you, people want to em emulate what you do. You, you are the so-called modern-day influencer, right? Last time, you know, we used the word famous, but now we say this person's an influencer. So you don't even have to be a celebrity. You don't even have to be talented to be an influencer. You just have to be known for something and people want to follow you or emulate your style or your something about you. And you see in this day and age, it's easier to be known or put yourself out there because of the platforms that are available. Yeah. And if you look at social media, a person, you know, you show more skin, you can get more impressions faster mm -hmm. because you're appealing to what people want to see. So I suppose in that chase for, let's talk about something really simple like social media, having an Instagram account, everyone has an Instagram account, people start that way. And when you start an account, you don't just want to stop at 10 followers, 20 followers, right? There's an escalation. Then when you hit um, 100 followers, then you write, you, you think, oh, maybe it would be nice if I had more followers and you do more and you try to chase that in the same way with money, career, you know, when you have a, had a taste of some form of luxury or indulgence or comfort, then it's the enticement of the eye that we are constantly enticed by what we don't have and therein lies the chase so it's not just fame it applies to it's human nature it, it's it's normal it's human nature we chase things that we don't have um, and, and there's an escalation but in that escalation it's a process that requires a lot of energy a lot of time a lot of commitment and a price to pay it will cost us our relationships our time it will cost us our priorities yeah. our focus will shift so when we're 
the wheel is spinning constantly spinning and we're so caught up in the wheel that we really can't see what's going on and there's no you know it just it just we're just going with the flow and it just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning when does when does it stop mm. when something breaks down so that's the chase and that's why you know sometimes people chase money and then when they have money then they realize that i have so much money but i can't even keep a decent relationship my health is failing i'm spending all my money yeah. in hospital bills that was me i was chasing financial freedom financial security first then financial freedom and i wanted to prove to myself and the people around me that i i i could do it on my own you know mm-hmm. but it's me trying to fulfill a part of myself that wasn't there so that wasn't healed and you know there's a there's a quote you know when we heal a part of ourselves when when god heals or we we let ourselves heal the part of ourselves that once needed these things or these people then we stop being in that kind of environment we stop meeting the same type of people we stop dating the same type of profile of people that keep hurting us we stop mm-hmm. getting to situations that hurt us when we start healing the parts of us that once needed them that once needed that so when we're chasing fame is could it be that there's a part of us that is lonely that is empty that we are seeking something to fill that gap that void when we're chasing a, a um, relationship and we keep falling in love with the same type of people that hurt us or abuse us is it a part of us that want that needed them to fill that role and what part of me is missing that i that causes me to want that fame i mean most people that a lot of um outspoken people i know um outgoing people i know have very low self confidence then they overcompensate it with being outgoing and being loud because they're scared that people won't hear them people won't love them i struggle with self esteem issues i struggled with uh, inferiority complex for the longest time mm-hmm. and i was constantly trying to please people i didn't want to offend people i didn't want to you know make people feel that i wasn't worthy of their company or their love or their attention and i found myself bending over uh, and backwards just to please people i had problems saying no um i couldn't turn down things i couldn't say no to people i mm-hmm. always i was always so tired and drained i was always squeezing myself to the bone because i didn't want to disappoint and i wanted to prove myself that i was worthy of your love and you can count on me and there were so many things that stemmed from just my lack of self esteem mm-hmm. and because of my lack of self esteem i wanted to have enough money so that i didn't have to depend on anyone else so that i could stand on my own and because of my lack of self esteem you know wanting to grow a following eventually became something i was chasing through social media because when you hit 10000 then you know you start getting um, inquiries for 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 paid engagements or you know certain things and then you say oh this is nice i can make money and you know um it feels good because you know you think you are helping people you think you are influencing them but then you realize that hey maybe my intentions were not right because if mm. without a a a a a level a certain level of maturity having all these things for a short while is okay but you're not going to be able to keep them you're going yeah. to be able to grab them but you're not going to be able to keep them so there's this story that I was once told there was a little girl 
that opened the closet, her mommy's closet, and she saw her mother's wedding gown. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, mommy, I want to wear that wedding gown. I want to wear that dress, you know. And the mom said, yes, you can, but not now because you're not going to fit into it, right? It's too, too big for you. And the girl said, no, no, I want to wear it. I want to wear it, mommy. So the mother put it on her and she was swimming in that wedding gown. The thing is that the fame, the, the, the fame, the money, the success can come to us. But if we have not grown into it, then we are not going to be able to hold it well, to keep it well. Mm-hmm. So like the wedding dress and the little girl, the little girl needed to grow up to be able to fit into that wedding dress so beautifully. But that took time. That took a lot of uh, years and maturity and growing up, basically. Mm-hmm. Just like that in our life, in our success, whether it's social media, it's fame, it's money, it's relation, good relationships. We need to. It takes time for us to grow into that. That's why success is something we attract by the person we become. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we can grab. I think the crux of it is 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 the level of maturity which we all develop along the way. Mm. Hence, all these character building seasons, the challenges that come along the way in our season of growth, whether you're building a following on social media, whether you're building a following um, in a religious institution, organization, whether you're building a following um, at work as a leader, trying to build a company, um, you will find hiccups along the way and, and there will be ups and downs. But those are very crucial school of growth, right? Where you, you, you get paid to learn, you get paid to learn, you make the mistakes and, and things, uh, challenges come, but those are like speed bumps because they help you grow. So I think a lot of growth uh, that we face, we, we see today is premature when, when we're not ready for it and we try to grab it. Yes, we can, but then it becomes premature, it's not sustainable and everything just crumbles. That's why people fall into depression, suicide and I've been there. Um, and sometimes you wonder, you know, hey, God, you know, why can't you give me enough resources? When you give me enough resource, I can mm. do this for you. It's like yeah. you telling your boss, if you give me this, I can do it for you. Sure, I can do it for you. <laughs> but you don't give me, I can't do it for you. Yeah. So. If I have a million following, I can, you know, spread positivity, you know. But the thing is that the, the key is the art of accountability. We cannot be accountable in the small. What makes us think that we can manage more? Wow. So mm-hmm. if we can't be accountable with 24 hours in a day, how can we manage a following of a million people? How can we manage a church of a million? How can we manage a team of a thousand strong. We can't, we can't manage our 24 hours. We can't manage one person. We can't manage 10. So we have to start with a little prove our accountability. And then when we are ready, things will come. When we are ready, the promotion will come. When we are ready, the numbers will come. When we are ready, the recognition will come. When we are ready, the fame will come. The success will come. The money will come. Why is it that, 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 People that, I'm sure you know one generous person in your life that keeps, you know, getting very lucky all the time, keeps getting, I mean, but that person is always giving and, and, and sometimes you wonder, maybe, you know, okay, maybe God is fair because, you know, like, like, like sometimes when you, 
that person wins a lottery or wins something, you know, or wins Chinese New Year, go and win something. They will go and share and buy everybody a meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That person always wins compared to the one that's really stingy. <laughs> so sometimes you wonder, maybe God is, yeah, maybe God is fair because He keeps blessing the people that keep giving. That's why they keep receiving because they yeah. keep giving. And so success and leadership, especially when we talk about leadership, success and leadership. The thing I learned is that success and leadership is given to those people that is accountable that mm. can manage it. So as a boss, you would give the biggest and most important task to the worker or your employee that you know will be able to be responsible with that. You won't give the position of high position to someone that would abuse it. Mm -hmm. The same way life will treat us in the same way. So accountability comes in with leadership. It comes in, it ties in with maturity and it ties in with intentions and our motives. It's a lot of things, but at the end of the day, it's just us as a person. And there was one time during this MCO, my, my laptop kept breaking down. And, you know, I I wanted to, I had to do some editing and I had to do some work. And, and I, I was like thinking, oh, again, you know, breakdown again. Once a month, I do a, a singing shout out for our online family on Instagram. And one small short video will take me two, three days to edit because every few seconds, you know, I have to shut down my final cut because my computer hangs, oh, my space yeah. bar doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So I used to like, oh, why am I doing this? It's so inconvenient, you know. Why do I keep doing this? Uh, if I had a better computer, I have more money to buy a computer and this wouldn't happen. And, you know, <laughs> then I just, it just dawned upon me. I was just talking about accountability that day. If I can't work with a half broken laptop, having a full working laptop is not going to make a difference because I'm giving myself a whole bunch uh, of excuses. Yeah. So Hannah Tan, I said, Hannah Tan, you start and restart your computer as many times as you need to. Mm -hmm. And you finish this project, okay? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> accountability. Talking, <laughs> I think, oh, you teach me a lesson. Yes, so, you know, but <laughs> that, that is it. If I can't work with, yeah. with this, what, what makes me think God's going to give me more? He said, yeah. you can't even manage this, how to give you more? You can't manage you know, some people say that I, I, I can't contribute my tithes and offering because I don't have enough. So God, mm -hmm. If God gives you more, you're just going to spend it. You're not, never going to be able to, to give more because yeah. with the little, if you can't let go, you cannot let go, you will never have more. So it's the parable of the seeds, you know. Yeah. Handful of seeds. Mm -hmm. You've got 10 seeds. If you throw it, you, if you hold it, you clasp it, you get to keep it for sure. But then you have 10 seeds. Yeah, yeah. You keep 10 seeds. But if I sow it, it's not going to happen immediately. But God promises a harvest tenfold, a hundredfold, bountifully, over mm -hmm. and beyond. It is promised. Mm -hmm. But we just need to let go and letting go is very painful. Mm -hmm. Not just letting go, waiting is very painful. It's disappointing. It's like nothing's growing. Then suddenly, you know, you see something shoot up. The tree starts, the, 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 the shoot starts to grow. Then after that, you know, it takes years for a tree to grow. And you know what's the worst thing? The last thing to grow on the tree is what? The fruits. Exactly. But you sow because you want the fruit, right? Yeah. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am just enjoying your story and your life experiences. <laughs> what I've gathered is accountability, maturity, 
responsibility. And I think this is something that you have been going through and still going through in your life, yeah. you know, with the recent story of your laptop. Like, I, I wouldn't imagine, like, what? Hannah has a broken laptop doing this. But, <laughs> but yet, you have a story that just keeps on encouraging you so that you can encourage others. I think it takes a lot of maturity to do what you do. And yeah, you are right because if I'm just going to chase fame in the wrong way and to get what I want, to get the fruit the fastest way, I, I'm not going to care about the people that I hurt along the journey. I'm not going to worry uh, or learn about anything, the lessons that come my way or like you you put it so aptly, the bums that we they are there for us to learn, you know, I, I would just want to fly by it and later on to realize that, oh my gosh, why am I so hurt? Why am I so depressed? You know, why I why can't I fit into this wedding dress, you know, that yeah. my mom has has given to me. So what really hit me that from what you've shared earlier is really the maturity of it. I think a lot of times many people and many young people that I talk to is that, you know, they, mm-hmm. they want to be famous. You know, yeah. they, oh, I can play the guitar. So, you know, they do it, you know, and I think there's nothing wrong, you know, just go try it out, you know, yeah. put your talent out there and everything. But are we mature? Are we ready for it? You know, and I think it's just a lesson for me as well. Cause like, yeah, what's the point if, if there are like 10,000 people, you know, started to join the church or following, um, how am I responsible? How am I supposed to take care of them if the little... I yep. cannot manage, you know, and I cannot be accountable to. So thank you, Hannah, for, for sharing that. My gosh. <laughs> Throughout your journey, what would you say that was one of your most valuable lessons? One of the most valuable lessons. <laughs> oh, I learned so many lessons. Um, one of the most valuable lessons I've learned that tops everything else is nothing else matters when you are not in an intimate relationship with your creator. Why I say this is, let me clarify that. You can have, you know, all the things that you want in life and the moment something breaks down, you, you don't know what to do with life. You, you, you think that your life is ending because your, your anchor is in the wrong place. Um, so in the past, I realized that I put my anchor first. I started off 20 years ago with no food, no money. I was hungry and I was hungry to make money and I was I was literally hungry no food and and that made me hungry to try so many different things and I wasn't afraid to learn because I was so hungry and I just wanted to make money I was tired of living this life I was tired of being hungry I want success I want money I want to be the richest person and I don't want to depend on money so my anchor I put it into financial um my financial goals and I was chasing um, two three days without sleep I could work. It was, I was so pumped up and filled my goals because I was so set on that one goal. Well, one day I lost all my savings in a bad investment decision. Wow. And that was my identity gone, right? Because my identity was in this yeah. anchor. So when you take away the anchor, I'm nothing. I wanted to commit suicide. I was so depressed. I lost my worth. Um, and then... I picked myself up and then I began to chase again, chase different things. Then after that, my anchor was in a relationship. I thought, okay, I just want someone to love me. I just want to be in a stable relationship and so that I don't have to worry about anything else. When I'm in a, my relationship is stable, I can focus on everything else, my work, my career, so on and so forth. A lot of people think that way. And then I went to a very toxic relationship 
And when that crumbled, I thought, oh, I will never be able to be in another relationship because in my mind, I had the understanding that all men were the same. All men were like that, you know. Mm. And my anchor that time was in that relationship. And I almost ended my life because my life was anchored in that relationship. And then after that, you know, different phase of life. And my health started to fail. Um, one thing after another, if you know my story, <laughs> brain tumor, ovarian cysts, all sorts of things. My body was just shutting down. Mm. And I thought, hey, you know, here am I supposed to be at the peak of my youth. And my health is failing. I just kill myself. Lah. I mean, I don't want to live anymore. You know, what's the point? I'm going to die anyway. I just don't want to suffer in pain. Yeah. So then my anchor was there. Then after that, I got married and, you know, you know, relationship issues and everything else. So I, I realized that I had my anchor in so many different things that were not sustainable. So social media then became another anchor and I realized that so the same thing things started to 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 break down one after another and I realized that hey if this happens you know what's the point of living because you know I I, I everything I depend on everything I place my trust in is, is all gone you know so I I realized that hey at the end of it when I had nothing left and towards the end of the uh, 2019 um well I hope to be able to share this uh, once the season is over um, I was placed in a position where everything would have been stripped from me like literally and I realized that I have two choices I can end my life I can keep on living and find something that is not going to disappoint me to anchor myself in something more steadfast everlasting eternal and that's where I went I decided to say hey God I mean if you're there you have been the living God you are living God through the ages I want to know what it's like to be in a relationship with you that you will never leave uh, let me down that you will never hurt me mm. and that you will always guide myself so you will always you will be my mentor you'll be my guide because i can't see the road right now but if you are god and you are truly god you can see everything from top down you can see my past you can see my present you can see my future and you are the god of everything if you can create the heavens and the earth you can help me right so i got on my knees and i prayed that prayer and, and strangely god came through for me because i i begin to start that was the beginning of a, a relationship with god if you've been in a relationship with someone say for example caroline no matter whether the day is rough or not you have good days you have bad days you will tell her about your day and you're not going to end your life because the day is not going well right yeah. because you still have her and you tell her and on the ups and downs when she's there with you that's the one constant thing in your life in that relationship right so what a lot of people look at in life is they look at the beginning and the end so they look for the success story at the end and we have all sorts of quotes and songs to say that oh this too shall pass yeah. So we are all chasing the end. Yeah, yeah, one day I will be pain-free. One day I won't have to suffer anymore. One day I don't have to go through all these hardships. But we fail to realize that at the end of the day, when that one day comes and there is no end light at the end of the tunnel, what happens? Do we kill ourselves? Do we end ourselves? Do we say, hey, you know, there's nothing I can depend on anymore? What, what happens? Because everyone is chasing that light at the end of the tunnel. When we are in a relationship with an everlasting God, it, it, it's, it's not about being chasing the light at the end of the tunnel. It's having God or that person you love in the relationship with you at midpoint of the story, not at the end, at midpoint, standing with you in solidarity, in isolation, yeah. in pain. Sometimes what you need in this life is not someone to say, hey, it's going to be okay, you know, it's going to be okay. Um, you just need someone to just sit down there with you quietly and just, you know, yeah. I totally just get be that. there. Yeah. 
you don't have to give you you don't want sometimes you don't want people to offer you solutions you don't want people to offer you another advice another encouragement you just want someone just who understands mm. but sometimes you just uh, sometimes you just can't find someone that gets it like you just want someone who gets it that I don't have to explain someone knows what I'm feeling right now the pain I'm going through the the the, the fear that I'm 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 facing and all these uncertainty someone that just gets it and someone that just won't let go of me mm-hmm. and just sits down with you stands with you in isolation in solidarity cries with you hurts with you you know if you feel you know uncertainty that person is there with you it's not about offering a solution but it's just being there mm-hmm. that's what relationships are all about and that's what we crave for as a human being that relationship so when we have that relationship nothing else matters you can be in the middle of the storm but you are in the eye of the storm so when there's chaos around you you remain calm at the center because you are assured that whatever happens your eternity is secure nobody is going to this person is not going to leave you if everything ha- else fails if i lose my job my life my 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 health my finances my spouse I still have this relationship with God that I can still have someone to talk to I can still have someone to depend on someone to, someone to consult with and you know when Jesus took his last breath he wasn't he says a father have you forsaken me it's, it's not that God left him you know he, he he what pained him most is that separation from God imagine that separation that was the thing that was is the scariest thing to be with them isolation total isolation from god so if you love someone so much you know you don't want to be totally isolated from them you don't want to lose them then that's that feeling and then that's that kind of relationship and intimacy that we want to build that is what will hold us through different seasons so it, it won't matter whether challenge is very big or it gets worse or it keeps getting worse imagine paul in the bible his 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 afflictions keep getting worse and worse and worse but why is he so happy i cannot understand why he's so happy because he's with someone in the eye of the storm like this someone holding his hand when he cannot walk someone is carrying him yeah. and it is this relationship and this intimacy that we cannot describe in words that gives us that fulfillment of love that we make that makes us feel loved and accepted and full when we are full we are happy when we are full in the inside we have joy we are full of love we have love to give and when we are full we don't have to feel insecure about what others think about us It doesn't matter whether I post on Instagram today or, you know, I I I I I I I shut down my Instagram for a week, because I am full and I'm not dependent on, I I I don't have to depend on the esteem of others to fill me up because I'm full. That fullness is something that I've learned that was missing all along, and it took me what 39 years of my life to come to this day to realize this fullness. But God waited for me. <laughs> He can wait for you too. I truly appreciate <laughs> how you are just real, raw, and uncut. Thank you for sharing um, the other side of Hannah. I mean, uh, we known you from like uh, on social media and what you've been doing in the industry, but today, thank you for just being so vulnerable and and sharing your story. And I think that one valuable lesson is knowing where your anchor is, because when you know yeah. where your anchor is, that's where your worth. Gets stronger. That's where your worth gets bigger. That's where your worth gets more expensive. You know, and yeah, and and hearing your story, you know, I can't help but to resonate and also be reminded about the goodness of God in our life. 
And just there are times mm. that ah, life, you know, happens and maybe anchor in the wrong things. Oh boy. Um, thank you for sharing your story because... <laughs> Don't yeah. make my mistake. Don't make my mistake, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> So to all the listeners the out there, don't make don't make the same mistake as yeah. Hannah made. But thank you. Yeah. Thank you for just being just so real, raw, and uncut. But before we end this podcast, um, hearing your story and your, your life journey and, and really just this simple question of how, how do we know our worth, you know, and, and really for a young person who yep. just wants yep. to be famous, you know, and your stories and your, your, your journey and what happened in your life. If you could have an opportunity to meet young Hannah, what would you tell her? Hannah, before you start off, think about what you would like to be remembered as, what, would you, what you would like to have written on your tombstone. Hannah Tan. What? You know, over the course of the years, I wanted to Hannah Tan, singer, songwriter, whatever, TV host in society. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. that. what does that mean, right? Does it do the person that walked past my tombstone care? Does it impact their life in a way? No. So I thought about it. And today, you know, on my tombstone, I would like to be known as Hannah Tan, the person that cared. She cared. Man, this is really <laughs> Hannah Tan, the person that cared. Yeah. Uh, as a friend, you are really caring. Thank you so much, Hannah. Oh, thank you, Daniel. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Seoul Malaysia.